One Week Season. One Week Season fam, La Familia, welcome back from hopefully a fun-filled weekend. It is Monday, July 24th. My name is Mike Johnson, mjohnson86, as I'm known in the DFS and Best Ball streets. Uh, coming at you with our Monday News and Market Updates podcast. This is, once again, part of our Best Ball Plus 2023 subscription uh, Monday, of course, this is available on all public podcast feeds. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday is where you get the bulk of our game theory focused best ball pieces. Uh, myself and Hilo uh, bringing you uh, different theories each week and diving into uh, the strategies around different contests throughout the industry. Once again, highly encourage you to check out Friday's uh, industry guests live stream. On Twitter or YouTube, Hilo has been bringing in uh, some very sharp people. Uh, once again, week by week, it just keeps getting better. Hopefully, you are all taking those in and can learn from it. So, with that said, uh, training camps have opened. Most tra- Many training camps have opened. Uh, we are getting close, just a couple weeks away from actual NFL preseason games. And things are beginning to fire up. We have a lot of news and information to go through this week. So we'll start in Baltimore, where J.K. Dobbins is beginning training camp on the physically unable to perform list, uh, the PUP or PUP list, uh, as it is often referred to. Uh, Dobbins, once again, he sat out June's minicamps, made comments about being disgruntled with his contract situation, um, entering his fourth season looking for uh, some sort of commitment, it sounds like. Um, But he uh, also has dealt with a serious knee injury from two years ago, uh, which lingered into the 2022 season. Um, So it's hard to tell right now if his current absence has to do with his contract or lingering knee issues. In either regard, his stock, his status uh, is going to go down. The Ravens, in a corresponding move, signed Melvin Gordon uh, to a one-year deal worth, uh, reports are up to $3.1 million, including incentives. Again, deals like this can be slightly misleading. Um, It sounds like $3.1 million is a lot, uh, but the reality is it's probably, uh, the contract is probably set up in a way that it's highly unlikely Gordon uh, would earn anything close to that. Uh, really, the takeaway here is how it relates to Dobbins, um, what is likeliest to happen. At the end of the day, um, he is very likely to show up at some point, um, you know, unless we get word about a, a knee or recurring injury issue uh, that has long-term concerns. Um, I think Dobbins uh, becomes a buy uh, with his sliding ADP because uh, again, this is one of those things where um, when Dobbins is healthy and in the building, um, when they are trying to win games in September, October, November, uh, December, and January, the Ravens are not going to be putting Melvin Gordon on the field ahead of a healthy J.K. Dobbins. So um, I think this is 
a situation we can take advantage of uh, and kind of pounce on. Um, staying in Baltimore, we can talk about their wide receiver situation. Uh, reports out of camp, Zay Flowers is absolutely killing it. Um, multiple reporters have said he has been uh, the most impressive wide receiver on the field, uh, even better than a healthy Odell Beckham, um, which that was another takeaway is that Odell Beckham appeared very healthy on the field. Um, Rashad Bateman, he began the training camp on the unable to perform list as well, uh, has since been activated um, and he looks like he has reported to camp. Um, and so things are really coming together for this Baltimore receiving core. Um, this is a situation with uh, Todd Monken, highly regarded, um, air it out type of offensive coordinator in Baltimore now. Lamar Jackson signed long term. Uh, and then the questions in the backfield and the uh, rising stock of this uh, Ravens receiving core. Um, certainly, you know, arrows up here uh, for this situation, and they are a team that I am targeting heavily. Uh, it is rare that I leave a draft without at least one of these Baltimore receivers, and I think Lamar Jackson has quarterback one overall upside this season. Um, really interested in him and just the Ravens in general. Uh, this offense, I think, is um, it's not going overlooked, but I think that uh, people are not giving it quite the respect it deserves as far as what their ceiling uh, scenario for the 2023 season looks like. So that said, we'll move on to Kansas City. Uh, we'll start in the backfield. Uh, so Isaiah Pacheco uh, came out that he would begin camp, um, you know, non-contact, not participating. Uh, there was some initial uh, knee-jerk reaction to that, worries about it, but his injury issues from last season that are, um, they're kind of protecting him from, one was he had surgery to repair torn labrum, uh, and he also had a broken hand that he was dealing with uh, in the Super Bowl at the end of last season. So um, those are both upper body injuries. Uh, he has since been spotted on the practice field in a non-contact jersey, and he is supposedly just flying around. Now, uh, Pacheco is not somebody uh, that I have been very high on throughout the process, but with um, the little injury label next to his name, especially on DraftKings and Drafters, where I uh, do most of my drafting, um, his stock is going down. And you know, as a uh, integral part of a uh, you know top three offense in the NFL, I think Pacheco is is falling now into a range where I'm looking. Uh, to buy and scoop up some shares, um, perfect zero RB type candidate. Um, and once again, his injury issues are not the uh, knee, ankle, lower body types that uh, will often linger or can sidetrack a running back's career. So uh, that injury discount um, and that early camp discount we're getting from him missing what's essentially meaningless practices when he uh, appears healthy in all the ways that we care about. Um, certainly something that, that, uh, has me, um, a little more excited for Pacheco than I was maybe a month ago. Um, in the wide receiver, uh, room for the chiefs, interesting, uh, it's just an interesting situation. There's a lot of bodies there. Um, and they're obviously playing with Patrick Mahomes, Kadarius, Tony, the highest drafted chiefs wide receiver, 
in their first day of camp, he reportedly tweaked his knee. Um, you know, again, Tony has battled injuries throughout. Uh, he's someone that I've been very low on throughout this process. And the main reason is uh, he just hasn't shown a consistency uh, physically or mentally to, uh, you know, perform at that high level to take on uh, this huge role in target share uh, in an offense that obviously there's a lot of pressure associated with being on the defending Super Bowl champions. So um, you look at the Chiefs wide receivers, an interesting thing uh, that came out of those first camps is uh, Justine Ross, Justin Ross, excuse me, um, and Richie James both uh, have looked very good. Um, you know, likewise, uh, Sky Moore has been getting, he's been getting pumped up. His ADP is starting to rise rather rapidly. Uh, he's going to get a, a lot of uh, opportunity this year as a former second round pick. You also have Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Rasheed Rice. Um, you know, this situation reminds me a lot of the Patriots running backs in past years where uh, basically it was target the cheapest ones and you're likely to profit. Um, again, Ross is, uh, as a college prospect, he had one of the best age-adjusted seasons that we've ever seen. Um, he's battled several injury issues, uh, missed all of last season, his rookie season after being undrafted, um, but really landing with uh, Patrick Mahomes now with that type of background and pedigree. Um, Ross is, is a, a prime candidate, someone we should be targeting um, significantly. Uh, likewise, Richie James uh, is a great yards after catch player. Uh, he's been wowing in camp. It's hard to uh, find somebody who's been at Chiefs camp who isn't um, saying really positive things about Richie James. So uh, those two guys, very available late in drafts in the last uh, four or five rounds of drafts, um, are definitely at the top of my list for guys that I am uh, looking to target aggressively now. Um, you know, and you know their their costs may go up, but those late round picks, you know, from the fifteenth to twentieth round, there's there's not a huge difference. Um, so even if their ADPs do go up. They are still guys that I will be interested in acquiring. Um, moving out to Denver, uh, Javante Williams coming off a significant knee injury last year. He avoided the pup list, the uh, physically unable to perform list to start training camp. Very big news, very positive sign for his uh, likelihood of being available for week one. Um, and perhaps more importantly, uh, for our purposes in best ball, uh, very positive sign for the likelihood that uh, by midseason he is back to close to his normal self um, and can be a real dominant type player uh, for the stretch run in the playoffs. So uh, Javante Williams, again, someone who um, I'll be moving up slightly in my ranks, uh, targeting aggressively uh, when he's there in the eighth round, um, even in the late seventh, depending on builds. Uh, he just fits really well. Um, on zero RB builds, or if you have two early running backs, he can be that uh, third kind of uh, dropping the hammer type running back, uh, where if he does have a slow start, he fits in well. Um, so yeah, that uh, Javante Williams, um, you know, hype train uh, is probably just leaving the station. Um, so if you're drafting this week, uh, you know, probably want to hop on board before it gets too far uh, away from you. 
Um, moving on, Jets training camp. Uh, again, a situation we have uh, backfield and wide receiver situations to discuss. So in the backfield, Brees Hall uh, has had positive comments that he has made. His head coach, Robert Sella, has made. Um, he also was reportedly clocked at 23 miles per hour at camp. Uh, again, that's straight line speed, but uh, the knee appears healthy. Um, you know, that doesn't account for cutting and taking hits and stuff. Uh, but obviously very strong uh, positive indications for Hall right now. Uh, there's been rumors around Dalvin Cook being brought in um, and other things that are kind of driving Hall down. He's often available uh, towards the end of the third round or even early fourth round now. Um, when you consider Hall um, basically being a top five type uh, running back in dynasty formats, um, you know, when you consider uh, the, all the concerns around him right now, um, by the end, by mid October, it could be completely uh, in the rear view. So I think it's certainly a, a potential buying opportunity here, especially if this Jets offense does click. Um, and speaking of that, we'll talk about the passing game here as well. Um, you know, a lot of positive comments coming out of uh, New York. There has been uh, a lot of videos, a lot of talk about uh, Rogers' connection with Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, again, it's just training camp, and sometimes it's easy to to turn your nose at things. But um, you know, Wilson is going head to head with Sauce Gardner, one of the top corners in the league. Um, those two are battling, and it, it and Rogers is connecting with Wilson, um, and it seems like he has a uh, you know they have great chemistry and are, are a good pairing together. Um, the other thing that stood out, uh, Tyler Conklin is, uh, again, you know, the starting tight end, the main uh, target, uh, is developing trust with Rodgers. He's had several red zone touchdowns in training camp. Uh, once again, it's just training camp. Uh, they're in shorts. Uh, but, uh, you know, these are um, some early tea leaves, and it sounds like there's a connection there. Conklin, a very late round tight end um, that, you know, has a, has a lot of upside uh, from a weekly and season long perspective. Um, and then the other thing might have stood out the most to me, um, might be the most actionable, is the reports I saw coming out uh, talked about Rodgers also connecting with McCole Hardman and Corey Davis um, and each of them scoring touchdowns in red zone work uh, and doing some positive things. So what stood out to me about this is those two were mentioned along with Dave, uh, with Wilson and Conklin. Um, Alan Lazard was mentioned in a discussion about Zach Wilson looking good uh, when he was working, um, you know, when he, he was getting his reps. So what stands out to, to me about that is from a team and philosophical perspective, it sounds like the 11 personnel for the Jets right now is Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, and McCole Hardman. Uh, Lazard is working with Wilson um, and made a couple good catches from Wilson, but that sounds like a second team uh, situation. Now that can change a lot, uh, but once again, as we talked about with uh, the Chiefs wide receivers, McCole Hardman, Corey Davis, available very, very late in drafts. Um, Alan Lazard going in like the 10th round. So ninth or 10th round. Um, 
So, you know, just an inefficiency there. Um, now, Lazard could emerge. They gave him a four-year, $44 million contract. Um, so, obviously, you know, he doesn't likely sit on the bench all year. Uh, but it also, you know, Davis performed well, uh, especially given the quarterback situation last year. Um, and he has familiarity with the system and the coaches. Uh, Hardman fits a specific role, has an explosive skill set. And obviously, Garrett Wilson is a stud. So, um, you know, these lower uh, lower cost guys uh, make a ton of sense. And especially if you're looking uh, for creative ways to kind of stack that offense. Um, and if you're playing on drafters where uh, you could get uh, pretty much this most of this whole offense, you know, you could potentially get this whole thing on discount. If Aaron Rodgers really does have a very good season, um, and Brees Hall is healthy, you know, you could get uh, Wilson Hall, uh, Wilson and Hall in the second and third rounds, um, if you have an early second round pick, um, and then you could get Rodgers, Hardman, Davis, and Conklin, you know, Rodgers around the uh, 10th or 11th round, and then uh, Hardman, Davis, and Conklin all very late, and basically have this whole Jets offense Um you know, in that drafters format where it's cumulative scoring, if they end up a top 10 offense, um, you are uh, you are rolling in it then. So uh, with that said, we'll move out to the West. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo passed his physical, is ready to go for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, this The biggest news here is for Devontae Adams. Um, you know, along with that, Josh Jacobs... As Jimmy Garoppolo gets into town, Josh Jacobs is leaving t- town, uh, reportedly seen Monday morning on a flight out of Vegas. Uh, a lot has been going on in the running back market. Uh, High-profile running backs uh, had a Zoom call and were <laughs> upset about the current state of just their, none of them being able to get paid. Um, that was Sunday night, and then on Monday, uh, Jacobs leaves town, reportedly doesn't intend to return anytime soon. Um, I would expect his uh, ADP to continue to drop. Um, You know, so from the, you know, Zamir White is kind of the uh, top running back uh, to target Uh, from that situation. He's available around the 18th round at this point. Um, That number will probably go up as time away, as as Jacobs uh, goes further and further into this holdout. Uh, but with Garoppolo back as well, um, you know, just makes Devontae Adams, uh, you know, if you've been drafting him um, in the early second round, you know, he he's likely to end up one of the better values uh, from those early rounds at this point. Um, you know, Garoppolo, he's had a lot of questions in the past, but he is more than capable. If, if Adams can put up uh, the season he did last year with Derek Carr, he can do the same with Garoppolo this year. Um, so good news uh, for the passing game there. Uh, some potential buying uh, for Zamir White and also a potential uh, spot for free agent running backs to land. Um, Leonard Fournette and uh, Darrell Henderson worked out for the Patriots uh, as free agent running backs this last off uh, last week. Uh, Dalvin Cook uh, had some... Not great things uh, coming out in the press about his legal situation. Uh, he's currently in a civil lawsuit for uh, abuse allegations against a woman from 2021. 
Uh, so that makes a little more complicated for him to find a landing spot. Um, but again, those free agent running backs, there's likely going to be some movement. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's things that will change over the next few weeks. Uh, if you can get ahead of them, uh, potential for profit. Um, New York Giants signed James Robinson uh, to a contract. You know, this has a lot to do with uh, just needing bodies, you know, with Barkley holding out, with Barkley not uh, being in camp, um, not signing his franchise tag yet. Uh, the Giants just need bodies. Now, Robinson signed a contract with the Patriots and was cut for medical reasons. Um, you know, I wouldn't read too much into it as far as Saquon's availability um, for the season or um, an increased likelihood that he actually holds out. Uh, at the end of the day, Jacobs and Barkley and Pollard, you know, I've said it before, um, I don't think any of these guys miss time um, in the season. I think that they might, um, but it would be incredibly unwise uh, from a business and financial perspective. I, I understand uh, the frustrations that running backs are having right now. Uh, they've been the best athletes uh, everywhere they've gone um, since they were young. The whole, you know, they're the guys with the ball in their hands. They get uh, all the adulation, all of the attention. Um, they score the most touchdowns, and then they reach the pinnacle of their sport, and they're told running backs don't matter. Uh, I can understand why that is a tough pill to swallow, um, but really it's just the economics of it. Um, and at the end of the day, they're going to have to decide if they're willing to walk away from uh, a guaranteed $10 million, uh, you know, out of pride. Um, you know, and the last thing to talk about, Jordan Addison, the rookie for the Minnesota Vikings, rookie wide receiver drafted in the first round, uh, reportedly was pulled over last week, driving 140 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour speed limit, given a reckless driving uh, ticket. Um, you know, he's been sliding down draft boards since this happened. I think it's, po I mean, it's possible he gets a game or two suspension, but the reality is he was uh, not drunk or under the influence. Uh, this, while it was a very dangerous situation, um, you know, he's a young guy and he doesn't have a background of other issues, didn't enter the league with character concerns. So, um, really, I don't think he will get suspended. Um, and he is a guy on that Vikings passing attack um, that, you know, if he if his price is dropping, I'm just going to be scooping him up uh, relentlessly um, playing next to Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson uh, with a defense that is likely uh, to get run several times this year. So, um, yeah, I look at the 110, 107 targets that Adam Thielen uh, got last year, and Addison uh, coming into that situation uh, with his talent, his ability to separate, um, and the attention that the, the other receivers around him are going to draw. Um, I, I expect him to have some uh, serious spike weeks, and he's a perfect uh, wide receiver three, wide receiver four, uh, especially on that DraftKings and Drafters full PPR scoring. So with that said, we will finish things up for this week. Again, uh, you know, look to move uh, on the actionable uh, things that are happening. Again, we talk about these uh, weekly updates on Mondays, but I am in the Discord or on Twitter pretty much every day. If you've got questions, 
hit me up. I'm happy to answer them. In the meantime, happy drafting. Go chase that EV, and we will see you next week.